0: What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the In The Paint show presented by Ball is Life. Devin Newglund and Ronnie Flores here with you for episode number 13. Thanks for uh, tuning in for all these weeks here. And uh, Ronnie, what's the latest, man? What's going on, Fab 50? You put a lot of work into that. We're going to get to that later. Any, any surprises?
1: Yeah, I just uh, want to say shout out to the people who've been listening. I think we've had a little bit more of an uptick. Of people tune in i guess they like the playoffs they like predictions and stuff like that uh maybe they like to f- know what's going on in terms of how this all breaks down i think people across the country are a little bit um i thought that team lost i thought bishop montgomery lost or i thought westchester lost so you know we're finally in that portion of the season where it's win or go home and i think that's what people like yeah you know, there's various double elimination pool plays, there's regional tournaments, sectionals, divisionals, districts around the country, but we're finally in the um in the in the meat of it for most states across the country. Obviously, in, in California you have uh two regions. Now people think um, you know, that it's a state tournament, but it's not a true state tournament. It's, it's a regional playoffs. So meaning the North has its allotment of teams and the South has its allotment of teams and then the two winners of each regional play in the state final on March 9th. (laughs) Um, Obviously, we'll break that down a little bit more. The South in the open division, the big division, has eight teams. The North has six. Fab 50, number seven. They're up to number seven this week because the Matha Catholic, took a loss in the WCAC semifinals. Um, The Washington Catholic League... Has a great, great, you know, allotment of teams. Damantha was number five, but they have a regular season and then they go into a a conference tournament. And Damantha lost in the semifinals, so So they're they're done.
0: Unlike, yeah, yeah, unlike you know, here where it's you know, we have yeah, and then they
1: they jump into their to the DC state tournament, and then the Virginia schools like Paul the Six jump into the Virginia state tournament. But in terms of the conference, yeah, they're done. And then there's an Alhambra Catholic tournament that they've been running for Catholic schools in that area. So they dropped to, to 15. Uh, they still get credit because they've beaten the team St. John's of Washington, D.C. That they, They've beaten them twice already. They lost. Beat them twice in the regular season. Beat Paul the Six, who we know is a great team, twice during the regular season. So rainy school with uh, the McDonald's All-American crew, Brian Antoine and Scotty Lewis, move up to five. Mountain Brook stays six with Trenton Watford, and Salesian is seven, 31-0, the number one seed in the North Regional. Uh, they get a bye. I know people in the South are not too happy about that, Devin. Uh, they, two they, by, there's two byes, the one yeah, seed and the two seed. Yeah, Sheldon, Sheldon both got byes in the North. Sheldon uh had a good season. Marcus Bagley's out right now. He was the League MVP along with a terrific sophomore, Devin, who you Issa. like Issa Silva. Shout out to Issa Silva. Great sophomore point guard. Yeah, so um, you know, they 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 he may not be back, he may be back. They've dealt with that all season, though. They've had a player they've had a player uh injured, Marquise Hargrove, I believe. And they yeah. also had uh some issue with the player playing in an adult league. They got whacked. And they were still the number one seed. it was you know I know who the player is. We know who the player yeah, is. Gonna, yeah, we're not going to... Yeah, we're not naming names. Basketball. He's a high school kid. But yeah. still, he didn't he's know. playing men's league. He's playing men's league. He's getting his, a little run. His running. dad was
0: probably like, hey, man, we need, we need yeah. a PG. Let's go.
1: Yeah, so... We need a score. You know, Sh- Sheldon is now back in front of the state rankings in front of the Bishop Montgomery team It beat. Obviously, we still have Rancho Christian higher than Bishop Montgomery because Rancho Christian is the only team in state to beat Sierra Canyon. So... Uh it's been a been a quick whirlwind week. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 you know we're filming this a little earlier than normal. So the state tournament kicks off on Tuesday uh in division 1 through 5 and then uh the open division, the 16 teams minus the two buys we're talking about start on the next day, which would be the tw- Wednesday, Wednesday, the 28th. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, we'll get, we'll in get into that deeper. Yeah, but so, you know, the Shadow Mountain is number 14 in the Fab 50. Uh, They actually won the Arizona State title in their division. Arizona doesn't have a open division, quote unquote, open division. So you see Pinnacle in another division. Uh, Gilbert, Arizona is in another division. They're playing early this week for their state titles. So, Shadow Mountain, shout out to them. Uh, Shadow Mountain has only lost to Pinnacle on that buzzer beater that, yep. that we put out there. Balls like Nico put out Mannion there. from yep. Pinnacle hit the buzzer beater. They lost a big Memphis East team and they've lost to McEachran, who's number two in the Fab 50. They're rolling in their state tournament. If they win their state tournament, they're going into the quarterfinals Wednesday. Uh, they'll be at Geico's Nationals at the end of the season. Looks like the top four seeds will be. The four teams in the rankings, Lalamir 1, McEachern 2, Monverde 3, IMG 4. They've been like that for a while. And then, then from 5 to 6 is where you have, like, who will they take? Will it be, you know, uh, University School again with Vernon Carey if they win their state? Uh, Shadow Mountains, kind of Sunrise Christian Academy. So that still be remains to be seen. So it's been a whirlwind weekend. Um, we'll break down the CIF California stuff a little bit later. So Devin, why don't you get into the probing topic for the week?
0: Yeah, so let's uh, let's kind of shift our focus to the NBA, specifically the Lakers. More trouble in La La Land with LeBron <laughs> calling out uh, the young core, young teammates, kind of questioning whether they're uh, focused on basketball or, as he put it, other things. You got Lonzo rapping, Kuzma's an IG model, uh, Ingram's he's kind of in and out and. You know when he's gonna when, when he's gonna when he's gonna be you know locked in locked in and when he's kind of just floating around out there, um, Ronnie. Sure. You know LeBron's kind of earned the reputation to be a guy who uh, is able to go call people out in the media. Uh, do you agree with his tactics to go straight to the media and kind of you know call the dudes out and hope hope that it develops a sense of urgency under under them, light a fire under them? Well, maybe. I think
1: he's at a point where um, maybe he already talked to them in private and it didn't work. Okay, yeah. You know, so I see that. But on the other hand, let's take a step back. The bigger picture is when LeBron signed with this team, it was like, oh, my God, this is the, you know, he's going to win it again, help the Lakers get back. And when lost in a little bit of the hoopla was that an aging superstar with a lot of miles. Uh, more miles than maybe than anybody in the history of the game at the same age because you know obviously Jordan went to go play with the Birmingham Barons you know Kareem was on his yoga trip with Birmingham you Barons know, in the yeah, G League yeah <laughs> you know, Jordan was trying to hit the curveball <laughs> for a couple of years so that same point is it saved his yeah. body a little bit yeah, yeah yeah you know um you know the Magic unfortunately had the the tragic uh, thing happened to him at about 31 years of age. Bird was already given out at that age. His, Bird's back was yeah, done. Was shot. Yeah. So LeBron has put on a lot of miles, but he's joining a young team that is not there yet. So I don't think the Lakers really thought that. And the fans really didn't. Wait a minute. we What's going to give? Is those young guys going to jump into the moment and realize it's LeBron's time is now? Or is LeBron going to help them grow? And it doesn't look like either one has really happened the, For way, sure. they, yeah. the way they want. The Lakers didn't realize this timetable very well. They have no veterans with them.
0: They haven't realized a lot of yeah, things very yeah. very well. But no. Another thing they didn't realize well yeah. was the team setup around LeBron. Yeah. You thought I remember when they traded for uh, Reggie Bullock uh, with the Pistons at this past tra- the yeah. trade deadline. The North That's Carolina a, kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good pickup. He, he's shown the last couple games or his first couple games to Lakers that he's a capable shooter. But I think Rob Palinka, the the GM, and in, in in the paper I read I read in the Los Angeles Times said that he. He thought that they had enough shooting around LeBron at the beginning of the season. Who who exactly did he think was a shooter that they saw? Son- Rondo, like Lance Stevenson, yeah. he's not a shooter. No. Like who who exactly did he think was the shooter on that team? Like there is no shooter. Like we've discussed before with with so many ball dominant players, with LeBron, ball dominant. Brandon Ingram, ball dominant. Kyle Kuzma is a scorer. He's not a he's not a facilitator. He gets the ball, he's looking to score. Rondo, ball dominant. Land Stevenson ball dominant. Lonzo Ball is the only guy who's a who's a you know pass first kind of guy. But when you have so many ball dominant guys on one team, and you kind of take Lonzo out of the equation because he's been hurt a couple times as well, and that that doesn't help. But you take his number one ability out of the equation, which is facilitating, because he doesn't have the ball in his hands. He brings it across half court. He passes it off, and he goes and stands in the corner, and you you turn him into a into a catch and shoot guy.
1: That's the lead. That's the thing he does worst. That's his worst quality. So, in in your in your point, you just don't think the makeup is right. I think the young players are talented. We they to are the, talented. They're just not the makeups now. No, right. the makeup is and not the timetable's right. not the time right. The right. timetable it's all off. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Lakers may may sneak into the playoffs. I guess they're what twenty nine and thirty so far. 20, so, as yeah. of
0: right now at the recording of this podcast Monday evening, uh, they are twenty nine and thirty currently as we speak right now playing the. Um, uh, who are the Memphis Grizzlies? And, okay, I mean
1: that should be a win, but you never know with, with this yeah, team. Yeah, I I just think it's shows you that hey, it's things can change. Uh, LeBron has missed a few games himself, which he never hardly 18 did. eighteen games. Yeah, I didn't realize it was even eighteen games. Yeah. I know he missed some because it's not that interesting at the beginning, so I'm not even on it like that. But I, you know, I'm I'm falling in as I will as the playoffs approach and see if they make it. You know, this guy made the finals. Eight Nine, straight years. Eight straight eight years. Straight years. Hasn- now, hasn't missed the playoffs since 2005. So what, is, what do you think the old heads are going to say if he doesn't make the playoffs? Oh, playoff? they're gonna, he's going to get killed. Yeah, they're going to say, you would have never, this is stained, You would have <laughs> never made it. And then you got to remember, he also put himself out there too when they went to Miami and they were having a good time. And he was obviously a younger player. That was, uh, you know, seven, eight years ago. Well, we're going to win five, six championships here. That didn't happen. So... You know they they won two they went two and two you know pretty cool two and two but it's not four and it's not you know five out of six or anything crazy but, he they wanted they that their run ended there yeah you know so uh he's got some work to do uh I would, I think it makes for interesting basketball but uh, and, yeah they're and gonna have, have trouble even headlines. if they get yeah they're gonna have trouble even if they get in the playoffs oh right? for
0: sure I mean they're gonna if they get in the playoffs it's gonna be an eight seed so then you're gonna play Golden State or Denver Denver is okay. a two seed Golden State uh, right now, the one sure seed, they would like they're, they're flip flopping the seventh and play Denver. Obviously. Yeah, they'd rather. I mean, if Denver can leapfrog Golden State for that one seed, and the Lakers have the eight, I mean, that's a better matchup, I guess.
1: Yeah, or go to seven and. Or go to Denver, seven and and right.
0: play Denver, right? You yeah. want to avoid Golden State at all costs. Uh, they're three games back from the Clippers right now. Um, Very interesting for the playoffs, with I think you know twenty some odd games to go. Uh, Ronnie, prediction time: Do the Lakers make the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I would say they do. Okay. I think LeBron's just going to have to put it in an overdrive and maybe that's not the what he wants to do. Um uh, but he's going to have to do it to get him in there and the team will, you know, they'll respond a bit. But will they have enough juice and will they have enough experience to win a series? I I don't see them getting past the second round if they especially if they're a low seed, they're not going to win the first round. They'll be out. But if they do get did get hot and maybe they go 3-6, you know, Something like that, maybe two seven. If it's not going, say they they have a chance, but it's it's going to be difficult. And so, what were people going to think? Well, first year, next year, LeBron be a little older, and they're going to have to make some changes. Obviously, they wanted to try to make some changes, <laughs> didn't work. Yeah, and now you have a couple young players that are probably impressionable. They, you know, they got people in the air. And they're, Man, do am I going to come back here? Do they want me back here? So, interesting topic. We'll follow that. Um, you know, I think uh, yeah, I think it's going to
0: come down to like one of those things where it's a final game of the season and it's a winner, yeah, a winner-go-home win type last of situation. Two or three, they have to win the last two last or three. Last two or three, or three. I think LeBron yeah. ends up three. taking yeah. over, doing his thing, and kind of willing teams to victory as he has for you
1: know, the majority of his career while in, while sure. in Cleveland. Sure. Um, yeah, he's going to do and it. In. And in. And to his credit, he can do it. Yeah. You know, he's led some Cleveland teams to some pretty good regular season records that weren't buried not in the years, to me, is not as talented as his Laker team. Right.
0: Uh-huh. It's just a, it's combining the talent... With an ultimate superstar, the yeah. young talent with the, finding that middle ground where they can kind of relate to one another. But uh, has it only it, been okay it's only, so yeah, far? Yeah, only okay so far. Obviously, we'll keep monitoring that. But let's move into our hard in the paint topic, what everyone usually tunes in for. And this is an interesting one, Ronnie. Um, the NBA formally proposed to the NBA Players Association that um, they lower the draft age from 19 to 18. Right now, right now it's 19, 19 years one old, year one year removed from high school. Whether For you, an American player. For an American player. Whether you go to uh, college or you hang out and train at the local 24 Hour Fitness. Or whatever you or do. Or go overseas like whatever. a guy like Brandon Jennings did. Yeah. Um, then you're eligible for the draft. Obviously, this is just a, a step toward uh, getting rid of the quote-unquote one-and-done uh, rule. Or not not really a rule. The one-and-done moniker that was given. um to this, you know, the NBA rule, NBA Player Association rule that you must be 19 to enter the draft. Um, But this potentially uh, gives the chance that, you know, high school superstars in the future, potentially the 2022 draft, I guess, is the target uh, year that this could potentially go into effect. For the high school class. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Had to be 18 years old at the time of the draft. Um, I, I like this. I mean, here's the thing. You're 18 years old. You can you can go get yourself killed in in the army if you want. You can enlist yeah. and do all that. You can vote. Uh, why limit the opportunity for an eighteen year old to make money? They're an adult in, in terms of
1: you know society. Yeah, I I agree with that from a terms of societal point of view. In terms of uh, American rights and and things like that, you know, lawful things. Uh, I do know that as I watch the NBA, uh, I've seen some. This is in the last five or seven years, I remember I have a joke that I mentioned maybe to you, Devin, and to others that like Minnesota Timberwolves, to me, they were like a developmental team, like playing an NBA schedule, but they were like a really good college team from prior years. So they had Andrew Wiggins, they had Carl Anthony Towns, they had Zach Levine, you know, they had a good young core. Yeah. And you just knew they weren't going to win because they were so young, mentally and of their age. Maturity-wise. Maturity-wise, not their skill level. So when I watch basketball and I want to watch a great series or a great game, and hopefully we have some of this upcoming playoffs, I want to see men play. So I think that's the problem the NBA was trying to get away from, and I think they're still trying to figure out how to do this. They don't want to see, like, three or four real good teams, whether it's Golden State and whoever else, Milwaukee, and, and 10 basically... Farm developmental teams with a bunch of eighteen year olds. I don't think that's the product they want long term. Okay, people want to see men play, not boys, quote unquote sure. boys. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the this how they're going to tackle that. You know, uh, then you have all the. I think even before you had guys who got went from high school to the to the league before the two thousand five one and done was in, implemented. After that final draft for the two thousand six high school class. They just they didn't have the ability to really play, so maybe they ruined their eligibility. So I would like to see maybe a system where the guys who are pretty good, uh, maybe it could have something to do with what this changes of the NCA's is doing, where there's some kind of consensus to where maybe it's uh, McDonald's voters or a panel that, hey, yeah, this guy is can declare for the draft and has a chance to get drafted. And if he doesn't get picked, he can still go to college. I'd hate to see where a guy... I don't want to see a bunch of guys declare for the draft and have nowhere to go or have to go to the G League or overseas and they don't have the ability. Right. Because they just don't know. And they, they it was proven before that there was guys like that that just didn't know, didn't have a... The one I think of is 1998. I follow him a little bit. Alice Richardson from Polly High in the LA City section. He was a 20-point-a-game average scorer. Uh-huh. He declared for the NBA draft, and everybody knew he wasn't going to get picked. So it didn't help his life, in other words. We forget that he didn't go to college. He prepared <laughs> right. for the NBA draft in 1998. He was a basic All City player, wasn't an All State player, and everybody—it was a little publicity to it. But everybody knew he wasn't going to get drafted. So what good did it do? So I would like to see a system where there's some kind of verification or some kind of uh, consensus among scouts and USA Basketball, et cetera, Where yes, this guy should be—you know, yeah, yeah—where yeah. he can get le- legit,
0: logically picked. Right, like a guy, like okay, yeah. so let's take. This current class, a guy like Anthony Edwards, James yeah. Wiseman, yeah, guys like they that get vetted. Or like yes, he they can, they for sure yeah. could jump get into drafted. the the pool get drafted, jump in the pool and yeah. and be. I mean, I don't,
1: I don't know impact guys. I, I don't know yeah, because exactly. they may not have be a impact, but at least they're legitimate prospects to legitimately get drafted. That's I just don't the... want to see in twenty two every parent and every travel <laughs> coach just go crazy and be like, my kids declaring. That's me. that's what's gonna happen though. We yeah. that's. I don't want to this show. We're not going to avoid that because so, be show, there are yeah. so many
0: there are so many uh, delusional people uh, people, parents, coaches, uh, media, and, whatever. Or, I, there's yeah. a a bunch of them. There's a bunch of Raw people corporates. in all all different not aspects one, yeah, of this that not are just one group that just have no idea okay. what it takes to be an NBA, not only an NBA talent player, but also an NBA person. A yeah, mature yeah, MBA to, to uh, be pro. able to be well, we pros, pro. pro right yeah. to be able to kind of take it all in, ha- handle it, handle it, grow handle as a finances. person. Yeah, um,
1: but yeah it, I don't want to. Th- I think the NBA <laughs> has a problem on its hands because if you go back to two thousand five, um, we're in a a worse time, in my opinion. In terms of uh, people thinking they're stars, oh, People way think worse. they're social, uh, mm. sa- uh, social- socialites. Yes, yeah, just... these kids think they're you know that they're on the way to riches, and it's uh, nothing's changed since then. But well, that's the social media. In terms aspect of, of, of the it. basketball, yeah, I don't think basketball high school basketball players are tons of oodles better than two thousand. No, it's Not it's a all. social media hype yeah, train. It's all the all time. the. All yeah. the- the videos, the videos, the Instagrams,
0: the yeah I mean the quick clips of like yeah. a kid dunking on somebody. But yeah, okay, yeah, that kid dunked on somebody and like that's a great clip and crowd went crazy. But let's see the whole tape. Let's see, let's yeah. see. Did they have ten turnovers? Yeah. What else did they do the entire game? That's where
1: that's the problem that we're we're at now is yeah. they have uh, a problem with this. There's gonna be a problem with this. Yeah. I'm declaring for the draft, everybody's gonna announce on Instagram and Twitter. It's it's just there's there's they're not thinking this completely through of the repercussions so that's where they should allow high players to go to high school to 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 pro ball but it has to be some kind of vetting system. that's where your system
0: comes in where you have yeah. maybe yeah. a panel like yeah. like certain members of mcdonald's yeah. committee guys who see a lot of these yeah. top level talents yeah. or seeing a, actually you know a wide variety mm-hmm. because if it's a declaration thing where a kid can be like from you know joe schmoe from san diego uh, can be like yeah i'm declaring for the draft and, and then he's barely all someone section player. right barely yeah. all sec- someone hits up like frank burleson and goes hey frank have you seen this kid before like yeah. is he a legit prospect no yeah. okay so it's then not an nba prospect, throw him out yeah. of the pool that kid can go to college is what you're saying yeah he doesn't lose
1: eligibility just because he declared yeah i don't want them illogically eligible. correct that's what i would like to see um now devin talk about this why did this come up now um obviously we had the the injury was Zion Williamson, who's projected to be the number one pick in, in this year's draft. You know, where did this come from? Why just go through I'm that? I'm not sure that's, bit.
0: I'm not sure that's the exact reasoning. Why? I think it just happened to be, yeah. uh, not good timing as far as not, not good that Zion was injured. And, you know, uh, but just the, the timing the was right. The discussion, the timing of the discussion is, is perfect because, you know, Zion Williamson projected to be the number one pick in the 2019 NBA draft, as everyone knows, got injured. Um, last week his bust out of his shoe hurt North his knee Carolina game against North Carolina in the first i think it was like the first 8 seconds of the game Okay. Um, but again it comes like okay if this if Zion was eligible to go to the NBA out of high school he'd be in one, a half year into his first rookie contract which is you know would be what 8 million bucks probably for Correct. the number 1 pick 8 million bucks in the first year 8.3 and, 3, and something he would have like got, nice,
1: got a nice he would have got a nice shoe deal, deal as well yeah but he wouldn't have got the shoe deal he's going to get now True. With the with the uh, marketing that is built in through this farm system you want in college, of, of college basketball, they're on TV. Well, Zion, and, if you turn yeah. on
0: ESPN, any yeah. given day, yeah. Zion Williamson's face is plastered all over it. And rightfully Correct. so. He's, he's yeah. uh, a guy that draws a lot of attention, draws a lot of clicks, draws a lot of views on YouTube, things like that. So people want to know what Zion's up to. Correct. Um, anything he's up to. So yeah. just a practice dunk, anything. Right, right. Zion, for... As good as he could have been in the NBA right now as a college freshman year, you know, his first year out yeah, of high school. Three
1: quarters of the way through, yeah. He would
0: have been he would have been a solid NBA pro, I I believe, based sure. on athleticism. He's a better playmaker than most people give him credit for. Sure. Uh, shooting is still a little shaky, especially from the NBA three point line. We don't know what that looks like yet. Um, but athleticism, marketability, I mean, he, he could it's be off the he could be a guy in the NBA now. Uh, but he
1: has benefited from his short time at Duke. Definitely. My, I think he's benefited from the um exposure. Exposure and just playing in good level games. It's he's proven to be people want him like that's the number one pick from like you said, the his attributes and also just his uh perhaps underrated ball skills, driving yeah. by guys, yep. dribbling with the right and left hand, going by off the dribble, things like that. That's Passing. helped him. Great yeah. passer. So that's helped him. So again, some kids are not gonna have that. They're not gonna use that uh that Platform that college gives you, uh, that, that you know, I don't want to get too deep into it, but that's why I don't think people value. Again, you go to uninformed people out there, parents, media, etc. People that want to hype, to want to get in the media. I'm I'm kind of sick of people who just pretend they're in the media and they send out a couple clips or uh, tweets, and then they, they, you know, people think they're media. That, that that's hurting. <laughs> there's so, a lot. There's a lot of those people. Yeah, so it hurts, it, and it hurts the players because they they get a false sense of of uh, idea of what they're doing. So, yeah, I think that, um you know that that uh they don't value what college is giving them, so people say they should get paid I know again, Zion's why is Zion g- gonna play another game, so talk a little bit about that then then does should Zion play another game? I know he may be uh you know uh, he's a grade one uh, he's spraying. he's can come back in a week or two, you know do, does he play should he play? Or, you know, all that I call it the you know, the Twitter train is oh, this guy shouldn't play another, he's wasting, you know, he's gonna get hurt, blah blah blah. blah. You know, where do yeah, you, I can, what's your take on I that? Can,
0: I can see the reasoning why, just yeah. you know, to save the asset, yeah. But again, he's not you're, you're a ba- you're a basketball yeah. player, if you're a 100% healthy, doctor, yeah. team doctor clears you, or a school yeah. doctor clears you, yeah, go play. What else are you gonna do? you gonna okay. sit on the couch and eat yeah. fucking Doritos
1: or something, like, yeah, and, yeah, you know, a, a, a player wants to play. I've never. Been around any player, um, even when like I played in high school. Or when you played in high school, you want to play. Right? Right. I don't. Never heard of a player that says, "Okay, I'm healthy, I'm fine, I'm just not going to play." And uh, so I see a lot of Twitter talk, and I get it from the business standpoint, but I see a lot of people that I don't think ever played at any level. Right,
0: and you, you and I have, you and I have interacted with Zion Williamson briefly um, throughout his high school career, and he yeah. doesn't seem like the kind of guy to me who would not play. I think he's he a competitor. Play.
1: Yeah. Right. That's what you want to see. So I think it's a benefit to him, and it it shows even if he has the skill to be the number one pick, that even people say, "Man, does this guy really? He really want to win? Does he, he really does. want to?" And he's,
0: I think he's that kind of guy.
1: Yeah. So it seems like he is. So this, I say it's a no brainer. He should play. Uh, he can get hurt training. He can get hurt doing anything. Working, you know, on a workout. I got out of a bed pre- this morning and yeah. I pulled my back out. Like, yeah, yeah. You, anything can can things can happen. Yeah. Um. I, the one guy I kind of think of again—he's not He's just on my mind is Sam Clancy at U at USC. He, uh, Henry Bibber and our and our buddy Dave Miller—they were coach at USC at the time, early two thousands. They made a, a run to the Elite Eight. Uh, they lost to Duke, the eventual champions. And Sam Clancy was a hell of a player for them, and he got hurt in his uh, pre-draft workout. So that's right. What's, the point is, Zion could get hurt anywhere, anywhere, anytime. So, I mean. He, if you're you if you're healthy
0: play i yeah. wanna i wanna go into the impact this is gonna have on college basketball because okay. the one and done aspect of it uh i think in the tournament especially it's helped college basketball it's helped its the viewership it's helped the viewership um i think having those stars lead the way has really taken it to another level and people are people who are not college basketball hoop heads are tuning in. People who don't have like aren't like Duke fans. They didn't go to Duke or Kansas or Arizona or USC and have that alumni tie. I think NBA basketball fans tune into college a lot more now because of the star fa- the star abilities the, the draw to see the draw of the
1: freshman, the new see, crop yeah, of the new crop
0: to see who's going to be in the NBA next year. Okay. I think if you I think if you take that out and there's no longer any one-and-duns, I think it goes back to the whole you know purebred college basketball fan the people who like college basketball over the nba basketball because of the it's the purity of the game those kind of people. Sure. Yeah,
1: I think um I see college basketball I just think you know the talent used to be older as we talked about because yeah. the nba was older so all these guys were getting drafted as college juniors and seniors and they were pretty much a prepared um a prepared entity going into the NBA, where now it's a little more of a crapshoot. Okay, I'm taking this guy two, three, four. It's more of a true draft, almost like yeah. a baseball draft. Sure, like you're you're gambling on his future. Whereas, like, okay, this guy dominated the ACC, or he dominated the Pac-12, or he dominated the Big Ten for four years. I think he's going to produce 15 and 10. Right. Yeah. You know, like it's solid, just to, just cut yeah. and dry. Yeah, this is what he did here. I think yeah. this is what's going to happen. Well, better. that's what I think. Is like if you look at a guy who's Zion's compared to Larry Johnson, uh, number one pick, he did four years of college to a junior college to a UNLV. Most people knew he was going to give you 18 and 10 for the Hornets. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Unless something crazy happened and that's what he did. He became an NBA All-Star. Well, I think now if you look at a top uh, picks, some guys are doing. Oh, what's he going to give us in the future? It's more projected. Oh, it's still. for sure projected base. It's it's more projected base. So I think that that hurts the NBA. And it's gonna. if we go to the high school, that's going to hurt. That but the college game is saved honestly by the tournament. The yeah. tournament is great, the format of it, obviously March Madness is coming up soon. That just the the, the game winning shots, the Cinderellas kind of cures the ills of what we've been you know, the were the weaknesses of the of the college game, whether it be guys leaving after one year, teams having to rebuild all the time. I think that's where um The one-and-done has changed it. Uh, You know, for a while there you had... I like the fact that... Let's look at the guys from... Kevin Garnett goes from high school to the pros. It works out for him. It works out for Kobe. Um, I like the guys like Jermaine O'Neal, first of all, that was like a mid-round, first-round pick. Pretty good player. Sat for Portland. Then became a good player. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the last guy ever picked in that before the one-and-done came, Amir Johnson. Yeah, from Westchester year, High. Fourteen year pro. Yeah, he was on the fringe of the draft. He went to the pros, and it worked out. So people say, "Man, that really hurts the college game." You know, Amir would have went to UCLA or whatever. Kobe would have went to Duke. Would have went to you know La where his dad played. Kobe, what, your, Kobe would have gone to whatever. School he, yeah. <laughs> whatever was the the high the highest. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying, they're saying, well, that hurts the game. But my contention is that that player who now goes to college is fulfilled and still gets that scholarship that Kobe didn't get that Jermaine O'Neal didn't get somebody at South Carolina still got that scholarship. Yeah. So the the opportunities there for the players, it just the talent level is not to the level of what we've seen in the past. But I think that's a little skeltered by the tournament because it's so good. And then when you go now to the one and done, it turned into, for a little while there, we were kind of on that train, Devin, of, Ooh, the guy's a junior. What's he still doing in college? Right. It kind of hurt the upperclassmen. Like something's wrong with his game. That guy. I don't want to draft him. He's trash. That's what you. Yeah. When it's like, well, but now I think that's changed a little bit because you see some of the uh, Cinderella teams making runs. Gonzaga's kind of risen. We had uh, Loyola Chicago Chicago make the the Final Four. I think that's kind of died a little bit. So that's been great. But uh, yeah, overall, um, the one and done, like you said. It's been a focus on the young stars, and the tournament kind of saves it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so w- now, what is so the, the two teams that come to mind that get the most top-shelf talent out of the high school classes, recruiting-wise, are Duke and Kentucky, right? Sure, for the um, last, not last eight to ten years. Last eight, now. ten years. North Carolina's in there every in the once in a, a while. Bit, yeah. Arizona, they're kind of trending down right now, but they've also been Had in there lot, for a, a while. A lot of big-time players, yeah. A lot of big-time players. What So what does Duke and Kentucky look like in 2022? Well, are they going back to the Duke picking up, you know, at half court and
1: just guarding the hell out of people? Yeah, I think um when you when you talk about that, like you said, so those ten guys are gone to the NBA, the vacuum's still gonna be filled by college players. They're just not gonna be as good. I think that's gonna help the upperclassmen to build teams. So you sure. have good teams that actually go deep Right. And the tournament, instead of like an Anthony Davis. Or a guy who's just a such a prodigious talent that he's able to lead the team to the championship. Right. You're going to see less of that. But but, you're
0: you're going to see less, you're going to see less 15-2, 16-1 upsets, is what you're yeah. saying. Like low, low seed upsetting, high seeds in in uh in the tournament.
1: Yeah, those cause those scholarships are still going to be fulfilled because yeah. still the college basketball still going to be on TV. It's still a strong brand. You're just not going to have these, oh my God, Zion players, uh, like I said, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony's. Um, I think to the basketball purists, they'll know the talent levels down. But I think the college game uh has survived many things, and I think they'll survive that.
0: As a whole, it'll get a little bit more solid all yeah. the way around, top to bottom, is, is right. kind of what I'm what I'm seeing. Maybe the maybe it'll help the Pac-12 out a little bit. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> it'll help just the bigger the teams that are not doing so well, right? That just can't stockpile the best high school players, like right. you said, have been Duke and Kentucky. And Duke has obviously done a good job with that. Kentucky They're from the down. college level, yeah, they only won one title. Yeah. Like we said, right. in the in the Coach Cal era, they've had the the, the players they've had a lot of great
0: great players. But they've man. only won one I title. Mean, so, I mean, the, the amount that, of players Duke and and North I mean, uh, Kentucky that, have in the league is just ridiculous. Yeah, compared to everybody else. Yeah, and it hasn't always translated to titles. So I think no, the, the yeah. college game survives and does a good job. For sure, um, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be you know a lot of junior senior led programs you know, in the, in the tournament and that's and good overall, a lot more, a lot more parity at, at the, the power five conference level. I think like the PAC 12 this year, it's, it's bad. It is bad. They're going to, they're going to get, unless, unless Washington doesn't win the PAC 12 tournament, they're going to get one team in the in the NCAA tournament in the from the PAC 12. Wow. I can't remember the last time that happened.
1: That's pretty, uh, for their talent level or the perceived, well, sure, talent, perceived. Yeah, perceived talent level, yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, you know, obviously, they're getting some good players in Isaiah Stewart from La Mir, Fat 50 number one, who's going to Washington. So that's, that's good. Uh, but they've had other high, level, high level high school players, and they've either bolted, I think, before they were ready, as we talked about before, sure. or they're just, or they're not, overrated to come in high good, school. Not yeah. as good as advertised. Right. I think that's um, the
0: biggest problem. And that ties all that in together with, uh, the one and done, not being as good as advertised, kids going skipping college, going to the NBA who shouldn't. Uh
1: and that's li- a problem they yeah, have there.
0: It's gonna be a huge problem. And I like Especially
1: you, I- now because the me, me, me is worse than it was fifteen oh, years way ago. Way worse with the so, advent of social media. Yeah, these kids I I have eight hundred thousand Instagram followers. No I should go to the league. No one yeah. I mean, you sure, that's
0: I mean? great. Have fun. But you're I mean, yeah, if you're, you're not, not good enough, a- you're you're they're gonna they're gonna yeah. uh chew you up and spit you out real quick. Yeah, you're gonna have a it's short career. It's happened so many times.
1: And then you have no college education, you have no uh, college social leaning or rearing you know it's not always about having a degree Devin because obviously me and you both know some of the richest and most successful people in America history have are college dropouts but yeah. it's who you meet right it's how you learn how to your etiquette how you learn how to uh, deal with people from different backgrounds how you learn how to do those type of things how you present yourself present and yourself you know dress business wise and all the different critical, critical yeah. thinking skills yeah and how that's to, where it yeah. helps and that's where a lot of kids are going to get hurt because they're not going to be in the NBA for very long, right? And so, you know
0: we we hate to see that, but it's it's bound to happen with with a you know eighteen year olds coming out of high school going into a grown man league where yeah. you got to make grown man decisions. Sure. So you got to have that the combination of elite talent and elite maturity
1: uh, and good people behind you, yeah, and and in your corner. That's you know, the key. And I, I we always talk about Kobe, Tracy McGrady, and Garnett that first sure. group of guys, but. Hardly ever mentioned anymore is that group that didn't make it, and I don't want to put their names out there, but there's a lot of them, you know? There's that, a lot of
0: guys who... you Just yeah. Google it. Google something like... Leon Smith. Yeah, Google something, Leon like, Smith. Yeah, Google kid, Leon something Smith like... who
1: was a first-round pick, and he had a lot of mental problems. He was out of Chicago. There's a, there's I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, Jonathan Bender got hurt. He had yeah. a promising career. Sebastian
0: Telfair. Yeah, didn't 5'11", 6' really
1: guard. Right. Leon Smith school. here, as
0: you said, Robert Swift had some, had some problems yeah. out of Barstow. Yeah. Um, but again, there's a lot of... There's so many... There's there's a lot of uh cautionary tales, I guess. Cautionary tales and examples of success. But again, the successful guys are those guys who uh were elite level talents. Kevin Garnett, Trace McGrady, Kobe Bryant, the first three that come to mind. Sean yeah. Camp, you went to kind of a went to a JC for Yeah, he a year. sat out one year. Sat he out had, one year. He had the level. He had the talent. He had the he talent went, level. He
1: could have went to the NBA the year before out of high school. So same thing on the Lions right. of morning that year, no doubt. Right. But like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of misses. Um so we hope. That people make informed decisions. Like I said, I hope there's some kind of national committee or some some kind of that, group. That
0: makes a lot of sense to me. The national co- committee to kind of for the NBA GMs yeah. and, and franchises to kind of lean on them to say, "Is this guy really good yeah, enough? Is he mature be, enough?"
1: It should include national media. It should include maybe a couple of McDonald's voters, a couple of USA Basketball guys, a couple of other prominent grassroots guys, perhaps yeah. a couple of high school coaches. Sure. That are well known. Just grab a group from a little bit of everything. So there's. You know, there's uh, different various opinions from different backgrounds, and I think that would help the players a lot. I agree with
0: that. That's a good. That's a good point. Uh, If anyone's listening with any clout at the NBA level, take that advice from Ronnie um, and do something with it. Speaking of committees, let's jump into the CIF Southern Section State Playoffs, um, which begin at the Division One and Division Five level on Tuesday, February 26th, Um, and then the Open Division which is Wednesday, February 27th. 27th. That's the opening round. So let's start with the Open Division, Ronnie. Um, There's the North and the South. Obviously, we spoke about this a little earlier. The North has six teams, two with buys, and the South has eight teams. Um, One of the games that stands out to me in multiple different ways is, from a good matchup standpoint, Rancho Christian at Westchester, but kind of an interesting seeding with Rancho Christian at number 5 on the road against Westchester. Uh, Rancho Christian is the only in-state team to defeat Sierra Canyon, who won the CIF Southern Section Open Division Championship this past Saturday at Cal Baptist over Bishop Montgomery. And Westchester lost to uh, that same Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Canyon, Canyon team. team, so it's kind of interesting that Rancho Christian seated below them.
1: Yeah, um, that's one of the things I noticed, obviously, firsthand, as I do the state rankings every week for Cal High and then Fab 50. I still have Rancho Christian higher in the Fab Fifty than Westchester, regardless of these seedings, which I, I never care about estate seedings or anything like that. That has not, no bearing on on what I'm doing. I'm just going off results. Yeah. So I have Rancho Christian number 24, and Fairfax defeated Westchester, their arch nemesis for the third time in the LA City Open final. So Westchester drops to 46. In the Fab Fifty, Westchester's only lost to Sierra Canyon, as you mentioned, just Devon and Fairfax three times. So another uh, thing is, Westchester is the host for that game, and they don't have Kaylen Allen, who gives them the only their only really true size besides our, our guy Batiste. Kevin Baptiste. Kevin Baptiste, yep. Yeah, you know he he's uh, but they need Kaylen Allen to yeah. deal with the Mobley brothers. So it even makes it more prominent. You know um, they're gonna have their hands full, even though Rancho Christian is traveling. And um, you know, I guess it it might be taken from the stance that one was a section finalist and one was not. But again, that that there are two completely different. Well, um, there was no section of, yeah. amount of of good teams in in the two sections. Yeah,
0: the sections are so, talent wise are so much different. The yeah, city section is dominated year in and year out by by Fairfax and Westchester, and then yeah. I think you know three or four rungs below, then you have the rest of the city section yeah. compared to the southern where you have. I mean, just anybody can be anybody. Bishop Montgomery hung around with uh, Sierra Canyon. Bishop Montgomery, the eight seed coming into of the, an eight team of an eight team tournament, the the bottom seed. I mean, they if they would have, you know, a couple decisions here and there, bad shots, a couple rush threes, rush. Threes. I thought they should they didn't
1: get the ball to Josh Vasquez enough. Yeah, our guy Montana bound Josh Vasquez he had a good game, nineteen points, hit five threes, but he had three shot attempts in the final quarter. But again, you have the eight
0: seed you know, hanging in there with the one seed and the one seed having a clear athletic and talent advantage overall, top to bottom. Uh, that shows kind of the strength of the selling section compared
1: to the city section. Yeah. That's the kind of what we mentioned, Devin, Well, we made our predictions in the last pod here. We went hard on it. We, you, you know, you needled me to make a prediction and we both went Sierra Canyon just for that reason. We thought they feast on smaller teams. Um, and, you know, Bishop Montgomery is a great team, but they don't have a, a big, true size. Yeah. And we also did the same with uh, Division One. We said, you know, that we thought Santa Margarita would pull it out, and they did. Uh, by one point, Jake Kyman sent the game into overtime against Chino Hills, uh, gave that team, you know, they were the defending section, and they're also the defending state D1, D1 yeah, champs. Child. So... Uh, you know, we'll get into that a little bit. That was a big win for Rancho Margarita. Yeah, yeah, Santa Margarita. Let's... So talk about that. I think my favorite game for Open SoCal is Fairfax, the two seed against Centennial. Now, this would be a huge game for Fairfax because if they can beat Centennial, that would avenge their only loss of the season. Yeah, that was at the Classic
0: at Damien, semifinals. finals
1: And um, I, I remember we had Steve Bake on one of our early pods and he kind of said, we didn't play our best uh we were talking about the strike at the time yeah and, and i remember he brought that up um uh i i fairfax is playing well but since there's no centennial can win this game they, they probably think they're gonna win this game oh, they for, probably, for sure they're, they're like, we're gonna win this game it's not gonna be like dang i we have to travel to fairfax i don't know you know it's gonna be tough i think centennial's like great well the thing yeah the thing that that is interesting about this game is they
0: both have similar styles of play. Sure, they both the want to dominated. They both guard dominated. Yeah. They both want to push the tempo. They're both shooting. If the shot's there, man, they're they're taking the shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, if like, they have a look. It's they're real free flowing. It. It's real. Fr- so anything can happen in a game like this. I yeah, think I it's going to be. I can in the, see our
1: guy uh, DJ Davis. Oh, he's, and Dinwiddie. Just yeah, going
0: going head to head, going shot for shot. Bomb to bomb. That's going to be a fun game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's up in the 80s as far as points go. Uh, it's going to be close. Uh, let's let's predict these open division games real quick okay so let's okay. start
1: let's start so good Torrey. i got sheldon and salesian advancing to the regional oh, okay semifinal. yeah exactly
0: you lazy son of a <laughs> yeah, bitch
1: yeah well they as we said got in the north there's only 16 so six, they got yeah. a bye. So let's 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 I, go from the top to the okay Silesian. so salesian has that, a
0: bye, the one seed in the north okay so they're so. in the
1: regional semifinal march second
0: yeah first round modesto christian against archbishop mady who are you taking
1: well uh modesto christian lost in the sack section d1 final to sheldon a team we've talked about a lot on the pod. Uh, Modesto Christian has good ability. Ability. They're the fifth seed. They're playing MIDI. I like uh, Modesto Christian in the four or five because they have big game experience. I think they'll bounce back from the loss to Sheldon. MIDI is good, but uh, you know they 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 were the regular season uh, champs in the WCAL, but they didn't really fare too well in the. Centrical section open. So I'm taking Modesto Christian to advance. I'm no. going,
0: I'm going with Modesto Christian as well. I okay. think I think uh uh experience yeah. plays well there.
1: Okay. Let's next go to next the, up, La Salle and Weston Ranch. Yeah, three six. Now Weston Ranch is 30-game winning streak. They're they they were not really on the open uh table to begin the season. They've had a great year. They lost to MIDI early in the season and then rattled off 30 straight wins. That's why MIDI's got Bumped to the open because they're going back to a November one result and, and throwing them in there, even though they, like I said, they didn't win the CCS Open. Uh, I think Western Ranch is gonna beat De La Salle. I think they're playing really well right now. De La Salle's good; they won the North Coast Section uh, D one, good team, good program. But I, 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 Western Ranch is playing well until they somebody knocks them off. I, I'll go with them.
0: Okay. Until
1: you know, the regional semifinal. Word, obviously, Sheldon's already there.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go opposite here. I'm going to Salle. My guy, okay. Justin Arginal, he's a okay. hell of a coach. And Justin, do not let me down or
1: you're going to have hell to pay. All okay. right,
0: down to the southern section. Sheldon, last team, Sheldon, second seed in NorCal, has a bye as well. So...
1: NorCal Regional. Let's go.
0: Okay. Let's go. Torrey Pines making that
1: 150-odd mile drive to Sierra in Canyon. In traffic. In traffic. Who do you got? Uh, Like I said, t- Sierra Canyon feasts on teams that don't have elite size and talent, yeah. college bound talent. Uh if they get a couple dunks early, Torrey Pines plays really well at home, but they don't play in tournaments in LA often. They're they're gonna be good be overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, Tory Pines hasn't seen much yeah. of a team like Sierra Canaan yeah. this year. So I'm I'm going yeah. Sierra Canaan at home, obviously Tory Pines, though, shout out to the Pope brothers, uh, Bryce and Michael, very good players, and then they have a really talented junior, Brandon Angel, six seven, world long, yeah, shooter. He's gonna be very long. good next year. Yeah, so maybe but, they,
1: you know, they they might stick. Hey, if you never Sierra know, man. Canyon lets them stick around, a four or five points. What, what was that you never a cu- couple years ago? Foothills
0: Christian went up yeah. there and beat them. Yeah, they right. beat him with
1: Marvin Bagley. Mar- Marvin's team. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Yeah, and I just uh, Tayshawn Cherry was with I, Foothills. I, no. Yeah, I just think since this team is the defending, it was TJ, right? Yeah. TJ Leaf. It was since this team is the defending open champs. I think they're. I think it's a little different. I think be, uh, because they're <laughs> but, they're a little more prepared. Yeah,
0: I think the talent, the the, the yeah. athleticism yeah. differential is just going to be, be too huge a here. Too much. If we thought it was big against Bishop Montgomery, this is going to be double against yeah, Torrey Pines. Yeah. It's going to be I'm taking anything away over. from Torrey Pines. Coach John Olive, yeah. great guy, uh, great coach. He's going to have a good game plan, you know, um, but I just don't see I don't see this it happening. see. is too much, yeah. So um, let's go down to Westchester, the four the fourth
1: seed against Rancho Christian. Uh, especially with Kalen Allen out. Now, I I joke with Ray Barefoot. I said, boy, you guys got rewarded for beating Sierra Canyon. Oh, go play Bishop Montgomery. Yeah. And I, I just thought, like, boy. Now, I didn't necessarily predict that upset but i said man that's going to be a tough 1-8 i predicted that one 100%. so 100 so you sorry know, ray yeah so <laughs> the 4-5 rancho Christian gets the five and it's like they have to travel to westchester i think with kaylin allen being out he's either got hurt or torn ligament Ugh. um hate to hear that yeah you hate to hear that because he's you know city section player of the year last year having another good season he's just steady they're just going to have trouble there. Unless Jordan Brinson and our guy, Kevin Bethel, yeah. just, I mean, mad dog off. the ball. Just go off and totally outplay uh, Rancho Christian's guards. They'll keep him in the game. Uh, I, I'm going to go Rancho Christian because of the size and because of the lack of insight with no Kalen. I'm
0: going Rancho Christian for similar reasons. The they Evan and Isaiah Mobley, the yeah. high-low, it's just... Yeah, then we so have they're going to be too big for yeah, them. Yeah, then we'll have the big rematch of
1: um, Rancho
0: Christian at Sierra Canyon in uh, the uh, semis.
1: Yeah, and it might be at PCC again. Oh,
0: Freitas, where are you at, buddy? Yeah. Um, Next up. 3-6. Three 3-6. Six. Three six. Next up, Bishop Montgomery and Modern Day. This is going to be uh, at El Camino College because Bishop, uh, I guess, not big enough to yeah, host. Yeah, they've been
1: playing recently in the regional at El Camino.
0: Yeah, so this is an interesting game. I want to get your take, and then I'll, I'll give mine.
1: Yeah. Um. Boy, this is a tough game. Bishop Montgomery's got to quickly bounce back. You know, they, they usually do a good job. I think has been sitting in the wings now. Again, we talked a little bit about the pool play. The winners just advance. Well, the other three teams in each pool just sat for a week. So you got Centennial, you got, you know, Montgomery, playing Modern Day, Sitting, Rancho Christian, Sitting. I don't know, Devin. Does that favor those teams that are sitting? Uh, I I'd say no. Okay. Um. Yeah, they'd probably want to at least play one game last week. I you know maybe as a, a seating game or sure. not. But to stay fresh, and, yeah, just to stay fresh, because they didn't scrimmage. You know, they just probably practice. Um, and because the game is on the road, modern days, young, I like Bishop Montgomery to bounce back. Uh, just be just the experience. I don't think Johnny Hunt, Isaiah Johnson, and Big our guy Big Bradley will 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 play two games as in a row as they did. Two or two of those three guys will have good games, and okay. I think they'll win. Okay, I, because those guys they only gave what uh eight points and four fouls I mean, yeah. they just did, they didn't play too well against here Cannon. i think being in a younger modern day team i think i think they'll bounce back okay I, i'm gonna go opposite here
0: yeah i think i think this does benefit a team like modern okay. day because so the coaching staff is so good at keeping them well prepared okay just you know i think they're one team that can take a week off mm. and use that week to be like here's what we need to do yeah um so and then, Devin asks you, or somebody's gonna have to step and play big. I think Wilhelm is gonna be the difference in this game. Yeah, Wilhelm Breedenbach, uh six nine, sophomore. sophomore, forward, kind of ambidextrous, real skilled. And th- I was at the Marde's last game of the pool play against St. John Bosco, and they just ran St. John Bosco out of the gym. Aiden, Pruc- yeah, they've been playing pretty Pruc- well lately. Yeah, Aiden Prukop had, uh, I forget, maybe it was twenty nine points it was hitting they yeah, was bonkers hitting yeah. every shot ryan evans is back finally healthy uh one of their best team defenders and best shooters uh i think if you go spot for spot i, I think modern day has the edge as far as talent goes playmakers goes uh guys who can take over the game so i'm gonna go modern day on the road here and i like that it, in picking this i like that it's not like a necessarily a home game sure sure it's more of a Oh, uh, we got to get in the car and go pay three bucks to park at El Camino to watch Bishop Montgomery play. Yeah, I, I'm not sure they're gonna. I, the student section always travels. They have a good student section at Bishop Montgomery. Yeah,
1: it's not a huge road game to me. either. Yeah. Um, not not at all. You know, uh, modern day travels pretty well, and they'll be prepared. Yeah, and okay. it's a good game. Yep. Um Let's jump to the two seven. Let me say it's at Fairfax Centennial. Yep. Fairfax Centennial. Um, again, all twenty seven and one. Fairfax is three in the state and behind Silesian and Sierra Canyon. They're up to 16 in the Fab 50 that just came out um, Monday evening. But the one loss is to Corona Centennial. And I I, I think at first I, I was thinking, man, Centennial's got to be like, yeah, we can do this. But that's also got to fire up Fairfax. Yeah. Like That's the team we haven't beat. If, just imagine if Fairfax wins this game. Wins the regional, beats salesian That's a pretty hell of a good. Oh yeah, Dude, they'll be what thirty two and one or whatever. It's crazy and with and beating the team they lost to, that would be a good s- step for that for that group of players with Ethan Anderson, Dalen Williams, Ronald, McCray. Ro- Ronald Mitchell, and Robert McRae. That would be they. That means they played it to their potential, right? So did they? Can they get this game? Um, I think Ronald Mitchell and McRae. Ge- are going to play good, and they'll pull it out just by a close game at home. I think Daylon Williams is playing a lot better than he was in, in December. He had a big game in the in the section final against Westchester. The comparable talent level between Centennial and Westchester, in my opinion. So Day- if Dalen Williams has 18 points and 10 boards, he played good in the semifinal game I saw as well. Um, you know, he's six, seven, he's improving. He's tons better than he was a year ago. And he's even better than he was, I think three months ago. So I just think if he has 15 to 16 points, Fairfax will squeak out a, t- a close one. Cause that game will be at Fairfax. So yeah, I, I think, think that, so. That, that That's where I like the, the line.
0: Yeah. Fairfax is in, they're in a flow. Yeah. Like you said, above with the Weston ranch, the style matchup, Fairfax is in a flow. I mean, they've, they just came off a city section title, beating Westchester it for was the third time. Just the other, time, night, just you know, the other right. night. Uh, they're at home. I think that as a team, Fairfax is much better than they were back in December at the Damien tournament when they lost the Centennial. Uh, Keith Dinwiddie is fully integrated into the, into the lineup, into the school with, with the guys. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going Fairfax here, squeaking it out. Bre- uh, small margin, but I'm going Fairfax here. Um,
1: let's just take a brief look at, at Division One, Ronnie. Well, yeah, take a, look, take a look at the whole thing. There was eight teams in the Southern section open. Now, for the first time ever, they took more than four for the open. Because they from the took, Southern, because they only took Torrey Pines, which there were some questions there. People thought they might take six, so that six team would have been the number one seed in D one. Edowanda, they had beaten Rancho Verde, the number two seed twice, so there was some question would they take Edowanda. I think Edowanda and Rancho Verde would be favored over Torrey Pines. Oh no doubt. So the Rancho Verde yeah. would
0: have been a, a really fun matchup for Sierra Canyon, even at Awanda. Yeah, that would have been. I
1: think Sierra Canyon, as the defending champs, dodged a little bit of a bullet, just because those teams would be more prepared yeah. to go on the road because they were in the pool play of the open. With those teams, with those same teams, to to potentially pull off the upset win. Um, so you look at them as D one but they don't have an easy matchup against St. Augustine 16 seed. No, that's a tough matchup. St. Augustine's yeah. good. So the number 2 seed is Rancho Reverti and the 3 seed is Bosco. Like we said, the top 3 teams from the from the open that didn't did get picked up for the for the open regional is now in D1. And they so took have, the top 3 yeah, seeds in and, D1. And and, and so now you got Santa Margarita as the 4 seed. So the, that, that played the out champ, right. D1 champ, yep. Yeah. Uh, Santa Margarita's is playing Mission Bay. St. Bosco, John Bosco opens against Vista, three of the fourteen. Rancho Verde against Taft. Um that's a that's an interesting game for, for both those guys. Yeah. Very interesting. The game I like the most is the 7-10. You have Winward, who has great young talent going up against a veteran Washington team, which won the third place game in the open division, LA City. They they were the third best team in all season long in the city. Right. Behind the two big dogs that we've talked about many times and just for a, a Winward team to go to <laughs> south la and to play washington at washington that's a hell of a game and that's, that's going to be, be tough yeah it's going to be tough but you know that's a great learning experience for Winward. win or lose they'll be ready next year that's there. like guys you saw what we did yeah. if they pull out that win it's going to be like man and they've and, won a
0: couple games they won a couple of games in the southern section uh yeah. division 1 slate that that many people thought they wouldn't i mean in the first round they beat long beach poly and a lot of people thought they they weren't going to do that Uh winward is extremely well coached by colin foff uh he's coached for a number of years at the college level he's kind of brought that that same kind of grit and toughness down to this winward team and they've bought into what he's selling and he's doing you know more with less and you got to respect that one of the games that interests me not only from a talent standpoint but also from a seating standpoint is number six chino hills the Division One Southern Section runner-up against Mayfair, the Division Two A 2A, Two Double A champion over Rancho
1: Cucamonga, who got moved up to Division One. Correct. So there's no there's no uh, preceding like if you're in D two in your section, you go to D two in in the regional. Right. Uh, they're just it's competitive equity. The best supposed best teams are in open. Then yeah. the next group of teams are in D one, and the next group of teams are in D two. So Rancho Chris, Rancho Cucamonga, by virtue of losing to Mayfair, and not the winning that game is the number one seed in D two. So people around the around the America who follow it a little bit who obviously know the open teams the best. They say, "Oh, Rancho Christian's the you know number one seed in d yeah, yeah, in in D." Do, oh, you know, they must have had a great season. Well, no, they just happen to lose to Mayfair in the, in right. the section title game, so they're, they're down. <laughs> Mayfair's up. Now Mayfair's playing a, Gino Hill's against uh, the Day defending o. champion right. of that whole region. On the road. Yeah, so it's just very tough. That's, I mean, Tony, Tony, Davis, Tony is, Davis is like, what, what's going on? What happened? It's not a reward for winning. So it's kind of weird because of this competitive equity. That thing, I think it hurts, Devin. We talked about attendance last week or in a previous pods. We talked about if you're in D5, I want to see Chuck Hayes. Modesto Christian. Sure. If I'm in D4, I want to see Drew Holiday. Uh, if I'm in D3, I want to see James Harden and Artesia. You're not, we're just not seeing those type of players in the lower divisions. No, you go in the lower divisions, and you're, there's, you're there's some teams with no college school, players.
0: Yeah, there's no college players. Just high school players. And
1: that's okay. That's fine. But That's competitive equity, but it's not what the fans want to see. Right. And I think it's showing. So uh, D1 should be awesome. Uh, great matchups. James Logan is the number one seed in the North in D1. Uh, number two is Branson and Ross. They've only lost two games. They're a good team, but there's definitely more depth in the South that we talked about all season long. Um, some of the other teams that are good teams, like Bishop O'Dowd is a 12 seed versus San Leandro. That's, that is, that is Bishop O'Dowd could win big games. Yeah, they're a 12 seed. Yeah, they're a 12 seed. Clovis West, who maybe should have been considered more for the open. They weren't because there's, you know, the central section doesn't have an open. So San Joaquin Memorials in a different division. Yeah. C- Clovis West is in a different division. right? Because um, the Central, they went to the North, like yeah, you they, said. They, they didn't the come
0: to the South, which is another thing I think hurt Mayfair. Correct. And it's, it hurts a couple other mid-tiered Southern section right, teams. The, the, potential, the potential Division One teams out of the Central section are not Going in the south Southern yet. section. Yeah. So that means with however many number of slots that opens up, that takes from Division 2 and has to move up. So that's why Mayfair finds itself in Division 1. And and probably a couple other teams. And a couple other teams, for sure.
1: Um, You know, so, very interesting. Clovis West, the third seed. Good team. They're state-ranked. They have a a terrific young player. Sophomore guard. Cole Anderson. Cole Anderson, yeah. Yeah, Good player. So there's going to be some good players, D1. Uh, Me and Devin are not going to get too much into the lower division. Like I said, they're not predetermined. The 16 supposed better teams are in D1. The next 16 are in, in, in D2 uh, and so on and so forth. So it makes for an interesting um, regional. The thing I find it very interesting is, again, like you point out, Devin, the difference between that last slot in D2 and the D1 and the same thing with the Open. If Edowanda goes to the Open, there is a much lesser chance of win them winning a state title. Yeah. just a harder road. Right. So Dave Kleckner has never won a state title. He's had some terrific teams. This this is only maybe his fourth or fifth best team. Yeah. In the last 10-12 years, right. but this team might win a state title. Right. And that's, know, just,
0: but, that's just that's that's the competitive equity mm-hmm. model and that's yeah. kind of what what it's built around. So it's yeah. it's a successful model in those terms, but overall I don't think we're seeing the best Teams win state titles in various divisions. At
1: the the division, right, at the various division levels. Correct. So, you know, Open is the best team. The Open, whoever wins the Open is going to be the number one team in the state. That's obvious. I mean, if you go by enrollment, like Sierra Canyon is a Division 5 team, right? Yeah, those days are, yeah. Those those days days are far,
0: far gone. Yeah, those days are
1: far gone. So, um, you know, let's just make a quick, because obviously we have games on the 26th which is Tuesday games on the 28th, which is Thursday regional semifinals are on the second. And then you come back for the regional final on the 5th of March. Yep. Uh, just give me your take on the top half of, uh, D one South Devon. Like I said, you got Etiwanda, then you got Santa Margarita, in the four.
0: Yeah. Um, man, I'm going to go. So Etiwanda, St. Augustine, uh, this is, I'm gonna go Edowanda at home. That's a, that's a tough yeah. place to play. Uh, so is
1: like is is gonna meet Santa Margarita in the one four in the regional semifinal, or do you see something else? I
0: see, oh, I see Harvard West like potentially be, be, beating Edowanda. Okay, in the in, in the second round because of the Mason hooks. Uh, and Truman getting the size differential there. Got it. Edowanda the, doesn't down very much. They can much. play the grind. Yeah, Etiwanda has Legend, but yeah. legend's not much of a banger on the inside. Yeah. He kind of likes to be on the perimeter and shoot a little bit.
1: They're a little more balanced than
0: than sure uh, but right. In terms
1: of having a wing, true post point that's, guards, that's a hell of a coaching matchup though.
0: Yeah. David Rebo against Dave Kleckner. That's 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 a really good coaching matchup if those two teams advance.
1: Yeah, and that'll be that'll, yeah. be that'll be that'll uh, be interesting. That'll be a hard game for them to win at Inawana. Yeah. Anawana has a big gym, so they're probably going to be at home and it's not going to be moved to right. Riverside City College or <laughs> City College. at yeah. home. You know, so uh yeah, Mission- that's going to be a tough. I think like you said that the winner of that second round game could maybe win that regional. Sure. And
0: Mission Bay Santa Margarita, that's not a that's not a shoe-in for Santa Margarita cuz when you have a talent like Boogie Ellis, I mean, he can he can come in and kind of stifle you. He yeah, can go, go off, off and and like I saw against Saint Augustine a couple weekends ago, uh in that first round open division matchup, Boogie came out and hit four straight threes and had Saint Augustine on on their on their heels, and he can do that at any given time. Um, so that's not a shoe in. Uh, ECR at Foothills Christian, ECR is a surprise team in my opinion out of the city section. Yeah, uh, they've been playing. They've Done better than I expected them to do. So they're you never a solid know. team.
1: Yeah, they're solid. But like you said before, we said before, it's kind of, you know, the Southern Section D one. You had four good teams that saw their season in without even going to the regional, and then you you see some of these teams in D two and D three. They're not nearly as good as Loyola, right? Brentwood, sure. Damien, yeah, and St. Anthony of Long Beach, Those yeah. teams that lost that game was huge, and I said that many times in my in my weekly state rankings and on this pod. I even mentioned it. They're not in the regional. Right. so uh, Harvard, are West four Lake, very good teams yeah, out of the Harvard, Harvard-Westlake won that quarterfinal game, so they are now automatic. So they lost in the semifinals. They're automatically yeah. in the regional, and they have a chance to do very well in that top half. In the bottom half, I like Jack-Jack uh, and, and Tori San Antonio overall because I just think Bosco is banged up. They're not the same team that we saw. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Know, you. They're just tough defensively. Uh, man... If Washington beats Windward, Washington traveling to Rancho Verde, that's oh, that's gonna be a a war. Can you can you imagine that? That's gonna it's be a, insane. It's just a war. The intensity level, the guys, the, you know, uh, you could probably imagine that even some of Rancho Verde's like parents or even some of their older fans probably. Either went to Washington, or no people. that Sure, there are city section people. They're city yeah. section people that lived there 20 years yeah. ago. So it's just some flat out war. That'd be a, that'd be a you fun know. game to go to. I'm yeah. not driving
0: there, right. I'm not driving low Moreno Valley, but hey. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I Hills, see them. I see them, and I see Chino Hills potentially if they don't have a letdown against Josh Christopher and Mayfair. Yeah, and
0: Josh Christopher is a guy who can like do the say, same thing as, as Boogie. Boogie can yeah, do. Just, just go off. Go off.
1: Um, overall, I see the two versus the the six. And okay. the four versus either the nine or the one. Okay. You know, just in general, as obviously we didn't go I'm with you on heat. that. I'm with you on that. Um in the north, it's a little more. James Logan is a good team. That's a little more open. I I Branson to survive Clovis West is going to be tough. You know, that's a that's a tough team. Moreau beat O'Dowd in the NCS uh section final. Moreau's tough. Now they're yeah. not overly great talent but they're tough they we saw them a few times i've seen them many times uh they, they can go they can win some games i feel like
0: i feel like uh moreau and bishop of are both under in in the north coast yeah. section as far as yeah. kind of uh tradition and legacy yeah. And, yeah. and talent
1: and correct they're yeah. the North Course section finals yeah and they lost you know they pounded each other out and they in you know they could have easily been in the open north, right? right. Meaning Moreau as the winner. I'm yeah. sure Coach Frank Knight doesn't mind being in D1, but then you got okay. I'm I, now I'm seated sixth. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Know? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So you know it's it's very interesting. It's a little more wide open. Uh, Jalen Green, the top notch junior San Joaquin Memorial's in there as a thirteen seed. That's a Dublin. tub- Dublin's Robin, good. Robin, Beasley. Robin Beasley's a beast, and I like yeah, him. Their their high school teams good. Yeah, that, they're a good team. If Joaquin Memorial can get past that game, they have. O'Dowd, which O'Dowd beat them earlier in the season on a three-pointer. So that that's a little bit more um I think in the south it's you have about three or four teams that have I think a real good chance to go to the regional okay. final with it's Chino Hills, Santa Margarita, Rancho Verde, and then like you said that Harvard westlake get a winner, but in the north it's a little more wide open. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I I agree with that. And I think it should be a good matchup whoever emerges. March 8th would be that Friday night and then on the open would be Saturday, Saturday. night. Yeah. Um it could be James Logan. It could be, like you said, O'Dowd or Moreau. Um, I think the South team would be a little favored, but I still think it would be a good game.
0: Okay, okay. Well, let's wrap that. Let's wrap this thing up on uh, on that note. Uh, hopefully, Salesian can make its way to Sacramento so that the state championship has all the buzz that we want it to have, uh, whether they play Sierra Canyon or Rancho Christian or whomever from the South. Fairfax. I think, Fairfax, anybody. I think Salesian's got to be that team, Uh, from the north in the open to have, you know, have a decent crowd on hand. Um, That'll do it for episode 13 of Ball's Life's In The Paint Show with Devin Newland and Ronnie Flores. Once again, we thank you guys for tuning in for the last 13 episodes and the future episodes. Um, Feel free to, you know, like, subscribe, do all those things on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, We appreciate your ears and we'll be back with you next week.